What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports, or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Higas, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right into today's episode. There's a lot to talk about between the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, specifically do with the Bengals and free agency. So without further ado, let's get it. <sighs> So as I talked about in last week's episode, if you did miss it, we are going to be releasing it only on Tuesdays from now on until the NFL season starts, uh, which will be back up in September. So we got a long stretch of time where we're just going to be doing one episode of week, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be supplying you guys with the content that you need from here at Rookie Ball. We are still going to be talking about a decent amount in today's episode, including, as I said in last week's episode, if there is any NFL things I want to talk about, they will be first and foremost on the list, and we will talk about them first. So let's talk about it. Obviously, NFL free agency is not a thing yet. Uh, we are in that little period where the season has ended, and we are waiting uh, franchise tags are about to open up after that free agency I'm sure there will be plenty of trades and then we have the draft of course and I'm sure there will be things even past the draft or at the draft in terms of trades between teams but there's always times to rumor so for you guys who don't know I am primarily an NFL channel just primarily NFL uh, no specific team but for those of you who do know me personally uh, I am a Bengals fan. That is the team I support in the NFL. So I figured since we're in this little standstill moment where we can't talk about any official news for any teams, and obviously I don't follow every single rumor of every single team, it'd be a little fun little segment to just focus on the rumors of the Cincinnati Bengals and my opinions on them because it's one of the very few teams that I do follow very intensely uh, and have opinions about anything that may be going on. So let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. There's been a lot of stuff flying around as the Bengals approach a very, very big decision in their timeline of their franchise where Joe Burrow and T. Higgins are up for a contract extension this season and most likely if they were to stick with the team will receive one. And then Jamar Chase is also up for one next year along with a bunch of veteran pieces on the defensive side that will be leaving in free agency either this year or the next that you eventually have to pay as they have played at a very high level uh, a team that has reached the afc championship game the last two seasons and reached the super bowl last year well i guess the year before last year now and there's a lot of things that need to be addressed but you could also pull a Rams. And what the Rams did was they said, okay, we have a window. It is this year and possibly the next. Let's just go all out. And they traded first rounder after first rounder after first rounder. And they destroyed their cap. And they got a Super Bowl out of it. And some people will say it's worth it. Some people will not. Uh, not knowing what it's like for my team to win a Super Bowl, I don't know yet. I don't know what that feeling is like. Uh, so I can't tell you if it's worth it or not. Um, but I would I, I would give up a lot to win a Super Bowl uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
But let's talk about it. So there's a lot of conversation around a couple of players that are either in trade talks or been released recently that the Bengals have come up upon. Uh, obviously, the Bengals are losing Jermaine Pratt to free agency this year. There is a high likeliness that we will sign him if he asks for a certain amount of money uh, that's on the lower end. But there's a chance that he cannot. Bobby Wagner has just recently been released by the Los Angeles Rams uh, as a linebacker and has been in the talks of many teams, including the Cincinnati Bengals, who, if Jermaine Pratt does not resign, uh, will have a hole at linebacker that needs to be filled. The only question is, and this is the question with a lot of players that are in talks with the Bengals right now, is you have to be willing to take a pay cut to win. Uh, because the Bengals believe they're a team that's going to win. The players that are talking about them believe that the Bengals are a team that wants to win and can win. And you have to be willing to take a pay cut. Uh, because you have a franchise quarterback that's about to get paid. And two top tier wide receivers that are also about to get paid. So Bobby Wagner, if, if he was open to coming here for the same money that we are preparing to offer Jermaine Pratt... I personally will pick Bobby Wagner over Jermaine Pratt. And listen, I love Jermaine Pratt. Obviously, as a fan, I'm going to have bias towards current tendered players. But I just do have to accept at times that some players are better. Now, obviously, you can't, you know, figure out if locker room issues may be a problem with, uh, with Wagner compared to Pratt. Uh, but you take the risk on talent here. In my personal opinion, if he wants to sign the same contract that we're willing to give Pratt... I say go for it. I think Wagner is slightly the better player, and I will take that. I will I will take getting slightly better because I genuinely think that's all they need. Uh, there was also talks from a couple offensive linemen across the league, uh, and it's, it's the same type of deal. Listen, if you're a top-tier offensive lineman, the Bengals look very enticing because you are going to get a starting spot, and you're on a team that is in contention for a Super Bowl for this season, possibly the next five to ten years uh this team could genuinely be a competitor for the following decade and you have a chance to be on that team especially if you're looking to get a super bowl ring uh but it really does come down to every player that is going to think about signing in cincinnati during this offseason is going to have to be willing to take some time a pay cut it's not like with the los angeles rams it's not like with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not these. It's not a big market team that can offer you a big contract. Uh, it is a small market team that is going to not be able to offer really anybody, whether it's Burrow, Higgins, whether it's a kicker, a punter, or or you know some random offensive lineman. You are going to have to take a little bit less money if you want to win on a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, that is a small market team. Now the big talk that has been going around is there's kind of two teams right now that look like the best fit for star cornerback Jalen Ramsey from the Los Angeles Rams. It has been almost solidified by the Rams, by Ramsey, that he would like to be traded and the Rams would like to trade him this offseason. What does that mean for the teams that are trying to get him? Jalen Ramsey is on the last year of his contract uh, so the 2024 season going into the 2025, uh, he will be up for a contract. So if you do trade for him, you are possibly getting a one and done. Uh, you can extend him, 
but you are taking that risk. That is for teams that think they are in Super Bowl contention, have the capital or have the depth to trade for a player like Jalen Ramsey. And the two teams right now that seem the most likely uh, in this sweepstakes, at one is the Detroit Lions, and they have a pretty sizable gap over two at the Cincinnati Bengals. I personally think he most likely will go to the Lions, but if Ramsey looks at the Lions roster and says, I don't know if that team is really good enough to win and I really want to win, he could look at the Bengals, and the Bengals do have a bit of a hole at the cornerback spot. Uh, obviously, Awuzie was out this entire season. He will be back for this following season. He's expected to be his good self. Uh, there's a lot of talks about releasing or trading Eli Apple as he i love eli uh and i i think some of his his way of playing and his way of trash talking does help the team genuinely but he does underperform at times i personally would like to keep him but if you do lose him you have a big hole at the cornerback spot as you probably have taylor Britt side in to that spot at number two and mike hilton at the nickel uh, but you could take one of those players, as Taylor Britt is young and did perform well last season. You could take one of those players and flip it and try and get Jalen Ramsey, who, listen, uh, Jalen Ramsey might have some bad blood with our players. Jalen Ramsey does get burnt at times, but there's no doubt that he is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Now, am I wanting this move not necessarily knowing what it's like to follow a smart small market team basically my whole life uh i know that these moves don't always work out and if they don't it is detrimental and affects the teams for multiple multiple years with that being said if they did do it they are showing that they really are committing to this roster that they have built right now and they think that they are going to win a super bowl next season and if they do it if they make this move and they win the super bowl i will have no complaints about it but there is you know there's 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 30 teams you know in the in the nfl and uh you don't always win the super bowl because you're comp competing against the other 29 uh, there's also been talks if they need to cut any pays, if they go for a Jalen Ramsey type player or a Bobby Wagner, uh, there is talks about some pay cuts that are going to need to be made. And one of them includes Joe Mixon. And listen, I absolutely love Joe Mixon, uh, in terms of the energy that he brings. There has been reports, uh, of some criminal, uh, Reese resurfaces uh or surfaces lately uh about joe mixon and i can't judge him because i don't know there's been no proof whether he did it or did not uh but as a player the way i see him interact with the other players on the teams he seems like a great locker room guy does am i a person that believes that paying a running back very small amounts of money uh, is the way to go. Absolutely. It's shown in the last, what, like eight, 10 Super Bowl winners had a running back with over, with under a $2 million payroll. It's, it's just the way that it's going in, in the NFL. And I just don't think Joe Mixon fits in this world. He is a high tier running back. He is most likely a top 10 running back in the NFL. 
But if your name is not Derrick Henry, I just don't believe that you are worth you know the money or the type of money that joe mixon is getting paid so as long as we do get a, a another running back to fill a spot whether it is p ryan whether it is the ut running back in the draft or anybody else in free agency i am willing to take that sacrifice of joe mixon if it means building up our defense building up our depth our offensive line i'm down with that uh but if we cannot find a solid replacement then I personally would like to keep Joe Mixon and run back the team that we have. That being said, that is really all the news that has been going around with the Bengals. I'm sure more news will go out. It seems like Jesse Bates is gone, but we'll follow that as it goes. Uh, and we'll talk about other teams as well. Maybe as we go before the franchise tags open, we'll talk about each team one by one, uh, depending on how big their news is. But yeah. That is the rumors going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's move in to the NBA, uh, and let's talk about who the real contenders are. Uh, the N NBA season is kind of reaching its uh, its little last run. We're in the last month or month and a half of NBA games, and then the playoffs will begin, and we're really starting to see the teams that are separating themselves from the others in the Eastern and the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is very more individualized at the top than the Western Conference is. So let's get into it. We're just gonna be talking about the teams that I think that are competing for an NBA championship this season. Starting in the Eastern Conference, we have the team that is tied currently for the number one seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are on a 14 game winning streak. Everyone's talking about the Spurs losing streak lately. The Bucks are on a 14-game winning streak, guys. Uh, that's insane. And the Bucks are showing out, and we know that they have the potential to win the NBA Finals as we saw them do it just a couple of years ago. Giannis, I still believe, is the most unstoppable player in the NBA, the closest thing that we have had to Shaquille O'Neal in the NBA, in my opinion, since he has played and then at the number two seed, well, I guess tied for the number one seed, you have the Boston Celtics, who also have plenty proof of showing that they can make it as they did reach the NBA Finals just last season against the Warriors. And they have been atop uh, this winning streak by the Bucks, have put them in a closer race, in fact, tied at the number one seed, but they did own the number one seed for the majority of this season. And they finally have found a competitor i think that they think can step to their challenge but the boston celtics roster is built very well jason tatum is going to be an mvp candidate for years to come and jalen brown is an amazing number two and at times he even plays as a number one on this team and the depth they have built around it is absolutely incredible and then in my opinion there is only two more teams that i see truly competing in the Eastern Conference, and they are the three and four seed. I believe the top four seeds right now are the only competitors for the NBA championship in the Eastern Conference, but they are in a very much lower tier than the Celtics and the Bucks, and that includes the 76ers and the Cavs. Listen, the 76ers have come close year in and year out since about 2018, uh, and they always come up short, whether it's in the first round, Second round, I don't believe they've reached the conference semifinals uh, in, in that run. But either way, 
They're looking to finally put it together. I think this is the best team that they have put out uh, since since that run in 2018. Questionably, but I, I do think the, the duo of Harden and Embiid is absolutely incredible, and they've played at a very high level this year. I think there's a lot of inconsistencies with this team, especially on the side of Harden. Embiid is a very consistent player, and even though I do hate on him at times because I talk about him being the second best center in the league instead of the first, uh, I, he is a very consistent and well-playing center, and he has potential to lead this team to an NBA Finals appearance, but it is going to matter on his supporting cast. Harden is going to have to play at his best. Tyrese Maxey, we're going to have to see some Maxey of old to really lead this team to an NBA Finals. And then at the four seed, you have a team that I think may have a better potential to jump up into that tier with Boston and Milwaukee more than Philadelphia, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. This being because... Yes, there have been some slumps uh, by some players that we expected a lot more from on this team. Evan Mobley is not playing at the level we expect him to. And in all honesty, they have Isaac Okoro at the, at the, um, at the three. And I genuinely think Karis LeVert might be a better play there. I haven't watched too many Cavs games, but I love Karis LeVert. And I think he would be a great fit at that three. But either way... The Cavs sit at number four in the seeding on the Eastern Conference side, and their entire starting lineup is just good. You have Darius Garland at the one. You have Donovan Mitchell at the two, who has played out of his mind this season. Akuro at the three, Mobley at the four, and Allen at the five. And they, even though they are going through slumps, they play so well together. And the bench is decently deep. They did buy out Kevin Love, but I think that was for the better. He was dragging down the team at moments because of his age. I believe that the Cavs are going to be real competitors in this year. And even though I don't believe they're like my finals pick for sure, this team absolutely has the best potential and future out of any team in the Eastern Conference. So those are my four teams that I think have a true, true potential to win a championship on the Eastern Conference side. The Western Conference is tough. I genuinely believe that every team within the top 10 outside of the Utah Jazz could honestly win the NBA Finals. And, and I'm not just saying that to say that. I genuinely believe that any team in here. So let's talk about this. The Nuggets at one. The Nuggets have been consistently good year in and year out for multiple years now. Jokic is probably going to win his third straight MVP. They are the number one team in the West and pretty sizably as well. Five and a half games with how many games are left. Uh, they're most likely going to stay the number one seed unless some crash and burn or major injury happens to them. The Nuggets are going to enter as the one seed. Is this the year I think they can go to the NBA Finals? I personally don't. Even though they are playing at an insane level, I, I think they are a heavy regular season team. Uh, and I don't see them as true competitors in this year. And I'm going to be honest with the number two seed, the Memphis Grizzlies. I also agree that I don't think they are an NBA Finals team this year. 
I just don't see the connection. Uh, I think Morant at times does heavily carry this team, although no disrespect to Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., who are playing amazing, probably career years. Uh, but I do believe this is, in terms of an offensive effort, a one-man team. And that just doesn't work uh, in, in this league. And that's why it brings me to the three seed. I'm going to be honest, guys. The Sacramento Kings are my first team that I think are a true competitor uh, in, in, in the Western Conference. And that is because the chemistry between the duo that they have along with the outside cast. Listen, these are not household names. Not everybody knows the players on the Sacramento Kings. But De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Bonus are both playing at all-star levels this season. I believe it, due to some replacements, they both did play in the all-star game this season. And deservingly so, they probably should have been in the original vote. Uh, they have played amazing this season, along with... You know, they have Kevin Herter, and they have other supporting cast that are genuinely great on this team, and they have shocked everybody. I know there's a lot of talks about, there's a lot of teams on the lower end of the conference standings that picked out the Kings specifically as the team that they want to play. I don't think you want to play this team. I think they have the swagger and the energy better than anybody in this conference, that they believe they are truly better than everybody that they play. But then that brings us to a little stretch here. Four, five, six, and seven. And that goes in order. Suns, Clippers, Mavericks, Warriors. All four of those teams are absolutely competitors for the NBA Finals. The Clippers, Kawhi is fully back and he's fully healthy. And he is playing ridiculous. Kawhi has played, if you're just basing it off the last, you know, like five to ten games, Kawhi is the best player in the NBA. Undoubtedly. He is playing unbelievable minutes, averaging unbelievable points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, shooting splits. He's playing out of his mind. Along with the addition of Russell Westbrook, and he seems like he has found a little bit more of a rhythm with the Clippers than with the Lakers. And not to mention Paul George has still played great this season. And along with all the other pieces that they have, they're amazing. And then with the Suns, the Suns are the Suns. Uh, they... Just got Kevin Durant. Seems like he's going to be playing very, very soon for them. Along with Devin Booker. Along with DeAndre Ayton. Along with Chris Paul, who hasn't played great this season. Uh, and then, right below the Clippers and the Suns, you have the team that uh, eliminated the Suns the season before to reach the conference finals. The Mavericks, who just got Kyrie Irving. And listen, the, the guards do not play defense on this team. But I believe that that is an absolutely deathly uh, duo right there, and Kyrie and Luka, and to think Luka, kind of on his own, with a bit of help from Jalen Brunson, reached the Western Conference semifinals last year, and now he has Kyrie Irving on his team, I think this team is very dangerous, especially at a lower seed, that is not a team that you want to face, and then at seven, you have the Golden State Warriors, the team to beat the Mavericks in the semifinals, and the returning champions from last season, I don't think anyone wants to, wants to face them either. Uh, they're deadly. You have Steph Curry on your team. You're good. Not to mention that they have Clay. Not to mention that they have Draymond. Not to mention that they have Jordan Poole. They have all these guys. They're deep now. They're not like the Warriors of old where they had four guys and the rest were kind of like just carried the load and got rebounds. No, they're deep now. They have depth. Uh, and 
the Warriors are a dangerous team. I would not want to face them. Then you skip over the Jazz. Listen, they are shocking everyone. Do I think that they are going to be in the spot that they're in by the end of the season? No, I think they're going to drop a bit. Uh, I don't know if they'll get knocked out of the play-in, but I do think that they will end in the 9 or 10 spot versus the 8 spot. And then right below them, you have the Timberwolves and the Pelicans, both on a bit of losing streaks here. Especially the Pelicans have been on a huge slide as of late. But I believe... If you're truly asking me, if these teams are truly healthy, if you have Cat on the Timberwolves and Rudy Gobert and Ant are playing, if you have Zion on the Pelicans and he's playing, let's not forget when Zion was playing, the Pelicans were the number one seed in the NBA. So let's not forget that these two teams at 9 and 10 were at once towards the top of the conference when they were playing at their best, when they were playing their healthiest. Listen, <laughs> if they don't play each other, uh, if they're playing the Jazz or the Trailblazers or, or you know, or, or, or hopefully not the Lakers, uh, they're a very dangerous team. Uh, I genuinely think there are nine teams in the Western Conference that could win the NBA championship. And I don't think I will ever say that any year ever again, but they are absolutely ridiculous. So that is my prediction. Who do I think is going to reach the NBA Finals? I believe the Clippers are moving at a unbelievable speed towards the top of the conference. And there is no one that's on a crazy winning streak in the Western Conference. The highest winning streak right now in the Western Conference is a tie between the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers at a three-game winning streak. Uh, I believe the Kings are good. I don't know if I would pick them willingly to win the Western Conference. I do believe that this conference might be between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns, and there is a probability that they will be facing each other in the first round. If Kawhi plays how he has been playing the last couple of days, a uh, couple of weeks, I believe absolutely the Clippers are making the NBA Finals. So, uh, wanting the uh, knowledge that everyone is just playing at their best and every team is as healthy as possible for the playoffs, I personally have the Clippers making the NBA Finals from the Western Conference. On the Eastern Conference, I, it might be a boring pick, but I got the Bucks. I think if Giannis is playing and he's fully healthy with the cast that he has around him, he is the most dominant player in the NBA, and he will will his team to the NBA Finals. Who will win between them? That's a, that's a tough one. You got Kawhi on Giannis. You got probably two of the best defensive foul, uh, forwards in the entire league, or maybe to ever play. That is tough I think I'm going to go with the Bucks just because of the surrounding cast. I do like Paul George. I like Westbrook. I like Zubak. But you got Chris Middleton. You got Drew Holiday. They're still all-star level players. I got to go with the Bucks. I have the Bucks winning the NBA championship this season. And I think it would be very nice to see Giannis grab his second ring. Now, guys, let's move on to talk about what will be coming up for Rookie Ball. As you may all know, March Madness is coming up uh, relatively soon. Selection Sunday should be, honestly, in a couple, like two to three weeks. 
and then we're gonna have March Madness. So you can bet as soon as March Madness rolls around, that will be the main focus, unless some major NFL news comes out, as we have forementioned. Uh, that NFL news will come first. But it seems like March Madness will take the primary spot of the overall episode plot uh, for, for the coming uh, couple of months. So I hope you guys are ready for that. We'll talk about my personal opinions on who I think are the favorites to win, who I think could be this year's Cinderella Story team, and we'll obviously get more in-depth to it as it gets closer and as it becomes a thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for today's episode. I truly hope you guys did enjoy, and I will see you guys on the next Tuesday, and I will see you guys on the flippity-flip. Get out of here!